Somebody asked me this just this week. Any company around the world, this works for any company. If you're in Australia or Japan or Europe, any company around the world, you can do this for. Are you looking for true personal freedom? The freedom to design the life you truly desire? Then you're absolutely in the right place. True personal freedom comes from when you take 100% responsibility and control of your money and your mind. Here, you're going to learn ideas, tips, and wisdom that's going to help you bridge the gap from where you are now to your dream life in the future. My name is Randy Wilson, and welcome to the Rich Mind Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Rich Mind Podcast. And today we're coming to you with another episode in the wealth creation series that Joel Solomon and I are collaborating with to create for you. And he's the one bringing all the expert uh, advice and experience and all that, right? And I'm kind of over here like you. I'm trying to learn, uh, taking information in as, as he's explaining it. As I've mentioned to you in the past, I've got a little bit of understanding with, about the stock market and I understand balance sheets and income statements based on my own personal businesses. But to take it to the level that Joel's bringing to us, it's just been, it's been at another level. So hopefully you've uh, gained a lot of value so far with this experience. And if so, I would love for you to share this with your family and friends, right? If you know of someone that is uh, maybe concerned or, or thinks that they can't even begin this process, uh, you will see in the first episode so far that Joel is breaking this down into a point in a, in a way that it's very simple. I don't know if, it's, if that's the right word, but it's very basic. Maybe basic is maybe a better word. Uh, and he's doing a fantastic job with that. So share it with your family, with your friends. Leave us some feedback. We're also looking for some uh, feedback from you that if you're not understanding something or if you need uh, more or, or, or less, right, let us know. And we can obviously adjust according to that. But at this point, uh, I'm not going to do much of an intro. Joel Solomon, the expert hedge fund manager. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun. I can't wait. Even you're going to start talking about your actual stock screen here this episode, I think. So I'm going to turn it over to you and, and let's roll. Thanks so much, Randy. Again, uh, extreme pleasure and honor to be here. So thank you so much. I appreciate you. So yeah, I'm really excited too, because my today we're going to be discussing my five-step proprietary stock screen. And you know, it, it's exciting when you find a company that passes because you can use the five-step stock screen just as is to invest. You can go a lot deeper and, and we, can, we will go a lot deeper beyond the five steps. But today, and but people have been successful just using the five-step stock screen and finding stocks that have massively outperformed the overall stock market index. So that I, I want anyone who's watching who comes in contact with me to outperform, to succeed, right? My goal is to help at least 100,000 people become financially free, and I want you to be one of them. So if, if, you, if you're using this, I want, I believe that using my five-step stock screen will increase your probability of success in the stock market dramatically, and you'll outperform the overall stock market. And so that's why I have it in my book, The Nine Money Rules Millionaires Use. And that's why we're going to share with you today. So if a company passes all five steps, it's a winner. Uh, it's likely to outperform. Now, we'll also get into, and here's a little tease for the next episode, we're going to go deeper than that, even deeper. So 
there are companies that pass, great, they're likely to be a winner. But then if they pass and we calculate a price target for them and we see that the price target is at least 100% upside, that's a real winner. So, <laughs> and so if you're watching this on video, you can just see Joel's smile, right? He, he's just thinking about that. It's so if you're if you're listening to us, just picture Joel just sitting there with a big smile on his face because he's he's almost salivating over the idea of of 100 upside, right? That's super exciting. That's super cool. Yeah, it's a double. It's a double. And uh, Peter Lynch, uh, one of the famous mutual fund uh, managers back in the 90s, coined the term ten bagger. That's that's my dream. I haven't found a ten bagger yet. That's uh, a 10 times your your money so you 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 put in $10,000 and it goes to 100 or it goes from 100,000 to a million you know so i haven't found any of those yet but i have found four and five and six beggars so I'm still looking for the 10 well we'll but, keep looking uh, you know you can use the stock screen to to find those as well so let's get into it so step 1 is to calculate the most recent earnings per share and we've defined earnings per share as net income divided by the outstanding shares uh, on average over the quarter. So it's the most recent quarter's earnings per share divided by the prior year's earnings per share. So we're getting a growth rate for the earnings for the company. And I'll use a very old example uh, that's in the nine money rules uh, millionaires use Amazon. And we, we looked at Amazon's second quarter 2018 earnings and Amazon's second quarter 2018 EPS was $5.07. So now we're going to compare 2018 second quarter to 2017 second quarter. And in 2017 second quarter, they only earned $1.25. Huge growth, right? From 2017 to 2018. If you divide 507 by $1.25, you get 306%. So step one, we're looking for companies that grow their earnings at least 10%. So it, if it's more than 10, it passes step one. Amazon was 306%. <laughs> it passed. Yeah. Okay. Huge Easy. growth. Awesome. So we're excited. Okay. We're like, okay, we got, we got step one down. So does that make sense? We're looking for companies that are growing their earnings calendar year over calendar year, at least 10%. And it's just taking that comparison, right? Going through the screen, what we've shown in the previous episodes, right? Doing the math and just a comparison year over year, same right. calendar year, right? Same quarter. And what's really, somebody asked me this recently where can I find this? Do I have to go to Vanguard or Fidelity? Like, where do I go? You go to the company's website and the company, if you go to the company's website and you, or you just do Amazon investor relations, they have a press release for every quarter's earnings. You just click on the press release. You scroll all the way down because there's a lot of verbiage. There's a lot of commentary, but you scroll all the way down you see, and we talked about this in the first episode, the consolidated statement of operations or the income statement. And in that income statement, it shows how much money they made, the EPS, diluted EPS. So diluted means that it includes all the stock options that they issue to their employees. So it's diluted EPS for this quarter versus diluted EPS for the prior year's quarter. Divide 
And if it's more than 10%, you got step one passed. Okay, awesome. now step two. Step two is we're checking revenue growth. So how much revenues or some people, some companies in their uh, income statement or consolidated statement of operations use sales or net sales. It's the same thing. So, so sales, net sales, or revenues, we're calculating the most recent quarter's revenue or sales growth. And we want to see if it's at least 5%. So for the second quarter, 2018, Amazon had sales of 52.9 billion. And in the second quarter of 17, 2017, it's sales of 38 billion. So if we divide 52.9 by 38, we get 39%. 39 is greater than five. That's That's more than five. (laughs) Right? Huge. Again, huge beat. Um, So both, some people may ask why 10% for earnings growth? Why 5%? So, well, first of all, I'm looking for companies that are growing and I want them to be growing a substantial amount. And this is going to eliminate a lot of companies that are not growing much. If their sales are one or two or three percent growth, I don't really care. I want companies that are growing nicely. And let's get to step three and the reason why one is more than the other. Why step one, we have five percent. Step two, we have I mean, step one, we have 10 percent. Step two, we have five percent. So step three is just to check if step one is greater than step two. and. So Amazon, step one was 306%. Step two was 39%. So step one is greater than step two. Now, the reason why I had step one earnings per share growth 10% test and 5% for the revenue growth test is I want earnings to be growing greater than revenues. When that happens, that means that the company is, their operating margin is expanding. So for every dollar that Amazon, so every book that they sold, every dollars of book that they sold, they're making more money in 2018 than they were in 2017 because the earnings grew more than their revenues. So their margin, if you divided earnings by revenues, you get a higher number. And so that's expansion. And that's exciting too for me because I'm like, okay, they're making more money for the same widget compared to the prior year. That's good news. So that's step three. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, so far. So, I mean, you're keeping it very simple. Step 10, or excuse me, 10% on the first step or more, 5% or more on the second step. And then just make sure that step one or the, or the answer to step one right. is greater than the answer that you got from step two. Right. Yeah. And is that what I'm hearing? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to just try to regurgitate it back to you, right? Is that so? Yeah. The answer, so it's important to say the answer for step one greater than the answer for step two is. And it's it's three. a nominal number, right? It's not a percentage, or is it the percentage, or does that matter? Or is it the same? They're both percentages. So, like, it would we be said, the same, like, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, 306% versus 39%. Okay. Yeah. So, step four is where uh, the numbers. One's a percentage, one's a number, and we'll we'll just we'll work with that. So step four is what we've talked about already uh, in a prior episode, 
is, is the EPS growth, the earnings per share growth greater than the PE? Okay, so now, so earnings per share growth, we already calculated, right? That's the 306% number we already have. So, but now we have to calculate the PE. And so at this time, Amazon was trading at $1,808 when it reported. So we want to look at what the day it reported earnings. So in 2018, it reported earnings on July 26th. And so on that day, it was trading at $1,808. Now the E is important. <clears throat> um, so we talked about many different ways to calculate the E. In this, in my five-step stock screen, we're looking at the E as the earnings per share for that quarter that we did in step one. So we found it earned $5.07. So that's one quarter though. We want to get four quarters because that's a year. So we multiply by four. So the $5.07 times four, we're, we're dividing 1,808 the price divided by the earnings per share. So 1,808 divided by four times the $5.07. That gets you 89. So the PE for Amazon based on this quarter's earnings was 89. Sounds high, but we just heard that the EPS was 306, 306%. So we're checking is 306 greater than 89? It is. So again, here we have a percentage and a number, but just eliminate, take off the percentage. We're comparing numbers to numbers to make it easy. So 306 is more than 89. Make sense? And that's yes, and that's step four. So that's step four. So it's it could it could be uh, the other way we can look at it is so we calculate, remember the peg ratio, the PE to earnings per share growth. And this is this is another way of saying, is the peg ratio less than one? The PE okay. divided by EPS growth. So the PE here was 89. The EPS growth was 306. So 89 divided by 306 is less than one. So, but whichever way you calculate it, we're looking for, so my official step four is EPS growth greater than PE. EPS growth, 306, PE, 89, past step four. Step four. So at so this point, you're thinking all four steps. Yeah, now so I'm thinking point, I'm getting thinking, excited. I'm like, yeah. Amazon could be a buy here. Okay. Okay. Step five, very simple. This is where this is the the we talked last episode about fundamental analysis versus technical analysis. The first four steps we just calculated are all fundamental analysis. We're looking at the fundamentals of the company. Step five is technical analysis. What we're doing is we want to see if the stock price went up on the day of earnings. Okay. Did the stock now, some of my, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to ask you, so is that, so I'm, is that end of day? So they're, they usually report at the end of the day, correct? Or after the close of the day? This is where my little bit of experience of the stock market might come in, right? So usually the, the day ends at 4 p.m. Eastern, I believe. And then they will report earnings after that, so it's five, six, seven, and whatever it is o'clock, right? So you're saying at that closing moment at four o'clock, is that the is that the point that we're looking for? So no. So <laughs> great, great, 
Great question. And this is where it gets a little technical because you need to know when the company reports. Some companies report before market open, BMO before market open. Mm. And so if the company reported before 9.30 when the stock, 9.30 Eastern when the stock market opens, then it's the same day. But if they report after the market close, there's usually there's not enough stock traded post-close. There may be some, for the largest companies there is, right? For Amazon, Google, Apple, Facebook, and so on, top 20 companies there is. But beyond that, there's not a lot of volume traded. And so I look at next day. So I see what was the close for the day they actually, so if they report aftermarket, so Amazon, for example, um, July 26th, it reported before market open. But if they had reported after the market closed on July 26th, I look at how did the stock do on July 27th? Okay. So it's after the report comes out. Right. How is it performing after that? The next, after that they moment? used next day. And so it's really important to know, did the company report after the market closed or before the market opened? And is that also before on the this, market open? On the reports? Like yeah, we're talking about so going to the company. In, okay. So, okay. So yes and no, sometimes. <laughs> so <laughs> if they reported before the market opened, you're using the same day, July 26th, July 26th. If it reported after the market closed, you use next day, July 27th. How do you know? Usually, 75% of the time in the press release, it'll date stamp it 5 p.m. Eastern or 7 a.m. Eastern. So you know, same 7 a.m. Eastern before market open, same day, 5 p.m. Eastern after market closed next day. Sometimes there's no date stamp. What do you do? So what happens when a company reports their earnings is a lot of stock is traded that day. People are getting new information. The professional analysts are updating their earnings estimates for the next year, for the next quarter. They may even change their recommendation on the stock from a sell to a hold, from a hold to a buy, from a buy down to a hold, from a hold down to a sell. So things are moving. And uh, lot, lots of changes are happening on the day of earnings. So you can look at volume. And usually volume jumps double, triple, quadruple. So that's easy. Just So you can go to Yahoo Finance and go to historical data and it lists the volume every single day hmm. of the company. So you can just go back to the prior quarter and say, okay, or go to Amazon July 26th and say, was it before market open or after market closed July 26th, 2018? And see that the volume jumped on July 26th and not the 20 and the 27th, it probably goes back down. And but you know, usually doubles or triples on the day, and maybe it only goes up 50%, but there's a big jump, and that's how you know. Nice. Very good. I appreciate you clarifying that. That was just yeah. a, a thought that I had in my mind. Yeah, so very important, very important point. And and I've worked on programming this five-step stock screen in an app. And the apps can't handle this because, because of variables because of, like that. Yeah, because of the timestamp is not always on the press release. It doesn't know what to do with the companies that don't have a timestamp. So then you have to go to volume, and then you know you have to use this if then statement. If there's no timestamp, then use volume. And volume is volume's right ninety five percent of the time, but it's also not one hundred percent. So. 
Did Amazon stock go up on July 26th? It didn't. It went down. It declined 3%. So Amazon did not pass the five-step stock screen back in the second quarter of 2018. Now, some of my clients are even more conservative on step five, and they'll say, okay, not they want to not just see the stock go up. They want to see it go up more than the stock market. So on, on, a, on a percentage 20th, basis, right? Yeah, on a percentage okay. basis. So say the, and and the stock market, I use the S&P 500, the Standard & Poor's 500 index. And that's that's a broad index of the 500 largest stocks. But you can use another index like the Russell 2000 index. But the S&P 500 index is SPY, the ETF, the exchange traded fund, so SPY. So you can just see what did SPY do on July 26, 2018? Uh, did it go up or down? It went down less than 3%. So Amazon did fail. And either, either if you're conservative or you know more aggressive. So darn, four steps have passed, <laughs> the fifth step not. I was getting excited. Now yeah. I can invest in it. So th that's the five-step stock screen. Very simple. Again, the the what my clients find is take the most time is just finding the numbers first. Like once we're working together and they get onto the press release and um, it can take a couple minutes, but usually it's uh, in the beginning, it can take a lot of time just finding the numbers. But once you're practicing it, you know, you can find a company fail in a couple of seconds. Oh, it didn't have earnings growth at 10%. It, earnings went down, fail, move on to the next one. Oh, revenues grew 1%, not five, move on to the next one. And it's really quick. You know, you can put, you know, I've, I've helped my clients put this in a spreadsheet. All you do is put in seven numbers and the spreadsheet spews out if it's a pass or a fail. And so it's really, really quick. And so you can go through a lot of companies, even like semi-manually by putting in the spreadsheet. I have, you know, like this, this, you know, on various, uh, I'm not going to name the applications, but there's various applications that, that I have programmed it in databases. And then you just hit the button and it's done. Simple as that. Simple as that. Do you want to touch base again? I know we touched about it a little bit on the last episode, as far as the mindset, when it comes to just keeping it almost like a black and white experience, right? It's, it's just the numbers telling you a story and you base your decisions on that story versus a dream or a hope or a, it's like you just mentioned this example with Amazon, right? Getting all excited about it. And we all know Amazon. We probably, you all use Amazon, but at the end of the day, it does not quite click all the buttons, which right. means it's a fail, which means no, you do not invest. Do you want to go into that just a little bit as far as just to make sure that people have clarity on that? Yeah, really important because so and 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 time frame too is another thing. So yeah, so you you're using Amazon all the time. Oh, I want it to pass. You know, you get emotional. Oh, well, let me just buy it anyway. It passed four steps, close enough. You know, but generally what's going to happen, and this has been documented over the last 30 years that I've been using it, is the company's going to underperform over the next three to six months, underperform compared to the overall stock market index. So you want to find companies that pass because you want to find companies that are going to outperform over the next three to six months. People ask me, how, how good is this? Well, 
it's good for three to six months, but you can do it every three months. And here's another inside baseball tip here, just for the Rich Mind podcast. You can actually calculate the first four steps for the next quarter before the company has reported their earnings based on the average analyst estimates for the next quarter. Now, I think we talked about in the first episode that analysts are not right, but they're not wrong by a huge amount. That you know, if the average analyst estimate for next quarter is five dollars, the company's not going to earn ten. It might earn five dollars and ten cents or four dollars and ninety cents, but they're usually within a two or three percent range. So you can get an idea if the company's going to pass the first four steps by getting the analyst estimates. And those are available on all the applications like Fidelity, Vanguard, Charles Schwab, um, uh, Yahoo Finance, you know, FactSet, S&P, Bloomberg, all the applications, you can get the next quarter's average analyst estimates and then check if it passes. You can't know, obviously, if it's gonna pass step five because step five is how does the stock price do on the day of earnings. Now. Another, let's talk about step five for a second, uh, get into this a little bit more because people have asked me this. You're using fundamental analysis for the first four steps. Why do you use any technical analysis? Like it's just looking at the price. I say, because the stock price on the day of earnings is incorporating a ton of new information. And as a former hedge fund manager, I would model out the earnings and capital and book value and shareholders' equity of a company for the next quarters, four, five, eight quarters. And I might be pretty good at that. But then the company, if I bought the company stock and it passed all those four steps, it might still go down. And why did it go down? Expectations. Hmm. Maybe... And this is what happened with Amazon this quarter. 300% earnings growth, 39% revenue growth. And the stock goes down, what? It's because people were expecting them to earn $6 and not $5. And so the stock went down 3%. And the stock, by the way, had gone up for the three months before also a lot. So it was, it was priced for a large increase. And... It, it grew a lot, but they want the general investor wanted them to grow even more. That's why the stock went down a bit. So no, that information is really important to understand how much is already in the stock price and if the stock's going to outperform for the next three to six months because the stock goes down, even though it had great numbers, you're like, okay, well, that's already embedded in the stock price that day. So it's unlikely to continue to outperform for the next three to six months. Which is the hence the importance of that fifth step. Yeah. So can you take just a couple minutes here right at the end? I think we're going to wrap this episode up and move on to the next one, which I'm super excited to get into again. But just go over just the high level, the, the five steps. Can you just kind of state them again one more time for folks that are listening? So the first step is earnings per share growth year over year. And we want that to be at least 10%. Second step is revenue growth year over year or net sales or sales growth. 
of at least 5%. Step three is we want step one to be more than step two. So the calculation you did in step one, in this example, we had 307% and step two was 39%. So we want step one greater than step two. That was true. And step four is we want the earnings per share growth to be greater than the PE. So the earnings per share growth in the example was 300%, the PE was 89. So 300 was more than 89. And then step five is we just wanna see if the stock price went up on the day of earnings. And again, technically we wanna, the company reported after the market closed, you use the next day's earnings. If reported before the market opened, you use the same day's earnings. Fantastic. Well, like I said, I think this was a great place to put a bow on this one. Is there anything else you wanted to just throw in there to, for the no, listeners today? This I'm time? really excited to share the advanced pieces now of beyond the five <laughs> steps in the next episode. Fantastic. Well, folks, once again, hopefully you're finding a ton of value uh, so far that Joel's delivering. Uh, this has been a lot of fun for me. I'm learning a ton. Uh, just a reminder, these these are examples, right? We're going through from past examples. Just want to make sure that uh, you understand this is for educational purposes at this point, and we're not necessarily uh, giving you stock advice at any point. Just uh, it's great information, though. Take the information and apply it. You can do it to any public company, which is that's what's super exciting about it as well. So and, and I look. By the way, sorry to interrupt, Randy. No, okay. Somebody asked me this just this week any company around the world. This works for any company. If you're in Australia or Japan or Europe, any company around the world, you can do this for. Any company, folks. That's super exciting, right? The whole world is, is at your fingertips using uh, Joel's five steps here. And then he's going to go into a little bit more detail, a uh, little teaser for the next episode for you to come back and give us a listen. So go out there, have a fantastic day. Uh, share this with your family and friends. Uh, give us uh, some feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, you can also go to the different platforms and give us some reviews as well and let us know what your thoughts are so far. We would greatly appreciate it to know whether or not this information is resonating with you uh, moving forward. So have a fantastic day. Have a fantastic week. And Joel and I will be back with you very soon. Until then, bye now. Bye. Thank you for joining me on the Rich Mind Podcast. I hope you found a ton of value in this episode. If so, I'd really appreciate a five-star review. And you can also share it with your family and friends. And as my mentor, Jim Roden, shared with me, in order to have more, you must first become more. And in order to become more, you must work harder on yourself than you do on your job. So go out there today and work harder on yourself to become more and build the life of your dreams. Until next time, my friends. Thank you.